Welcome to Real Talk Fantasy. Today, we will go over how to manage your team rest of the season, buy low candidates, and unsung heroes of the season so far. You are now listening to Real Talk Fantasy. Real Talk Fantasy. I'm your host, Andy Steed, along with my co-host, Garrett Yule, and our producer, Colby Caldwell. Gary, what do you have for us today? We're back. No, I'm playing, but for real though. Yeah, Andy, um, dude, we. I'm sorry we took our time off a little bit, but uh, we had to regroup, you know, take in the first couple weeks of the fantasy season. Uh, Andy actually moved kind of crazy, but... Yeah, we're back and uh, we're ready to get things rolling here. I think this podcast episode, we're going to focus more on like a generalized, you know, kind of summary of what's going on so far this year. A lot of shit going on. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, y'all excited? Absolutely. I think it was a good idea to do so we didn't overreact to some of the early on things that happened. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like no one else is doing this. Not to pat herself on the back, but uh, yeah, let, let's go ahead and get let's <laughs> no go ahead and get five no one else. Stop giving <laughs> yeah. advice for you fuckers who are zero and five. Honestly, we're just rest. We're load management. That's Obviously, you didn't it. go zero and five if you listened to us based on some of the things we said. So. No, for real. And yeah, we we made some decent calls there at the be- beginning, but uh, let's go ahead and get so- let's go ahead and get started. One of these and, next, uh, one of these next couple of episodes, we got to look back at some of the takes that we had and and call out where we were right and wrong. Yeah, just yeah. the whole berating of Colin. I got to bathe in my marking room takes. I get it. I get it, Colby. I get it, okay? I all get right. it. All right, all right, all right. So let's go ahead and get going into some of the things that are kind of going on right now. And uh, one of the main things is, unfortunately, Dak Prescott, Colby's number one quarterback going into the draft, ended up playing up to that potential. He's done for the year, and that shit looked bad. That shit was hanging feel bad for the guy, especially when he's crying, going off the field. I know he cares a lot. Um, but anyways, yeah, Colby, that's your man. How do you feel about that? It sucks for him. Uh, more than, like, having him as my fantasy QB, I mean, that that's a replaceable position. I've already made um, moves to try to fill that void. I hope he's all right. hope he gets his money moving forward. Um, I am interested, however, with a couple of other Cowboys pieces – uh, potentially on on different rosters, how that might influence them moving forward with Andy Dalton. Um, but with that, yeah, sucks. But but definitely hope he uh, gets back out there next year. I think he will. Quick question, Colby. So how? What was your thought process going through after losing Dak? What What were you thinking? Like, what was your next step that you knew you needed to take? How did you evaluate the quarterbacks out there? How did you make your decisions on what you were going to do? Well, I thought about doing something short term. Uh, in most leagues, you're going to have uh, Kirk Cousins sitting out there playing Atlanta next week. I thought okay. about putting a decent fab bid on him, but I considered the fact that he does play the Packers and Bears twice a, a season in that division that I didn't really want to rely on a quarterback in a run-heavy offense long-term. So while that is a, a viable streaming option for one week, my focus was was on going out and buying low. Uh, on someone that I did think had top 12 potential. That person for me was Ryan Tannehill. Um, Saw what he did the other night, has maybe a little rushing potential, probably not typically. But if you look at his game log this season, he's 
been a super high floor guy. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for a guy with a high floor like him, uh, maybe a Minshew, a uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, someone like that. Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, potentially. He's on waivers as well um, in in some leagues, certainly. But that was my thought process moving forward. And then again, as someone with the Cowboys receivers in different leagues and things like that, my thought was, how do things look moving forward with Andy Dalton in the equation now? No, I think Colby actually did, you did a really good job there. I mean, you didn't panic. You didn't go out there and trade some valuable piece. Um, I mean, you traded Mike Williams, who ended up having a pretty good game. But I mean, other guys that you could consider, Justin Herbert might be out there if you own Dak. Um, but actually, speaking of roster management, some of y'all might have an extra roster spot. This is what we did in our league. And so that kind of makes waivers a little dry. So doing what Colby did, trading for a, a pretty quality caliber player in Ryan Tannehill, uh, that definitely helps his cause and it's going to still lead him to success. I mean, you're, it's going to be hard to replace Dak. I mean, no one's doing what he was doing, really, especially with that game flow. I mean, dude's averaging yeah, his... almost 28 points per game, which is ridiculous. And as a Cowboys fan, I hate it because you don't want to I... be down by 30 points in the fourth quarter every game. But... I mean, all the power to you because you went out there and you got your guy, and it just sucks from fantasy perspective. But yeah, and that twenty-eight is even uh, dragged down just a bit because he only had what like thirteen until his his ankle broke the other day. So right. it was a it was a over thirty the first four weeks. His his floor was twenty, his ceiling was forty. He was awesome. He's gonna have a great year next year. Looking forward to uh, having him on my team again. But for this year, we're rolling with uh, with all. TCU boy. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but let's go ahead and get going to his his or Andy Dalton's wide receiver options and maybe even Dalton Schultz. How does this affect Amari, Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, even Zeke? And what would you do potentially with like maybe trade him or Andy? What are you thinking here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can trade him right now. I think you kind of hope that Andy Dalton comes out and has a few good games against the bad division, even though Redskins defense looks pretty good. So I I watched What did you say? Did you say what? Redskins? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, I stand by that. Um, okay, so, dude, that that's just natural. I don't know. That was just, uh, you know, so many, years, so many years of it, you know, it kind of just comes out. We'll bleep it. Um, no, I, I don't have a problem with saying that. I mean, they just removed it. It's not a big deal. It's kind of like saying the San Diego Chargers. It just feels right. So, but anyway, going back into it, I watched Andy Dalton for enough years in Cincinnati try to throw the ball to A.J. Green and have no success. I say no success. Less success than I thought they should have had. So I'm not feeling too great about it, but mm-hmm. if he comes out and does half what Dak was doing, um, he may be a viable option, like Colby said. You know, you take out that last game, he's probably averaging 30-ish points. Comes out. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if he comes out and puts up 20 a game, that's all you're really asking for him at that point. Do I think there's other better options? Jared Goff, Herbert, uh, Tannehill, yes. I'd even say Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. um, I think if you grab two of those guys off waiver and just play the matchup, that's a way better uh, option than going to grab Andy Dalton. Yeah, but as far as the Amari, I know you said like you can't yeah, trade him yeah. right now, which I totally agree with. I, like, I think you wait until he has one or two good games against the division. And he's a little bit banged up right now. I, I know well, Amari's always banged up, dude. Speaking of guys that just suck watching, 
this is number one. Like, I mean, yeah, up until last week, he was, uh, I mean, what, number one wide receiver? Yeah, but if, if you're watching the game, and we're all Cowboys fans, I know Andy's not really, but you see him, and this is why I traded his ass, is because he's not in there on every drive. You know, you put in Cedric Wilson, you put in um, Noah Brown, and sometimes in the fourth quarter, he's like dogging it. He's like, you know, going full half speed, and it kind of cost them that game against the Browns where he gives up an interception basically, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I won't speak as much to Amari because I feel like there are going to be some people out there who assume that because Dak is out, the situation for Ezekiel Elliott has improved. I'm here to say that I could not believe in that less. Um, I think that game script is going to move even further in the opposite direction with a less competent quarterback. The defense is horrendous. They're going to be forced to throw the ball just as much as they were before. And I think they'll be less successful at getting down into the red zone where Zeke gets his goal line touches and vultures touchdowns. So I think his touchdown productivity moving forward on the season has decreased without Dak in the offense. Um, I think they're going to be a far lesser team in general. But I do still like as viable fantasy plays. I, I want to see about Gallup moving forward. I, I saw him uh, catch those really, really nice balls from uh, Andy Dalton late in the game mm-hmm. the other day against New York. I don't know if that's going to be something that carried over. We got a very small sample size, but maybe Gallup returns to being the number two guy. You've got Amari banged up, and then CD has been by far the best rookie wide receiver in the entire class. So, Well, arguably the best wide receiver on the team. Yeah, I mean, he's wide receiver 10 on the season. He's looked unbelievable. So uh, him and Dak were building good rapport. We didn't see anything from Andy Dalton going uh, CD's way. Looked like Gallup was more of the guy. But again, we saw, what, a quarter? So what I do know is that the, the offense is going to continue to throw the ball a lot, and that's going to be good for all of those guys, mm-hmm. I think that maybe Adalton Schultz kind of gets cut cut out of the equation. But I don't necessarily think this this improves anybody's situation on the Cowboys offense. No, I don't I agree. I think it everyone goes down just a peg. In my head. I mean I mean do you think I mean Colby, you mentioned Gallup like he looked good whenever Andy Dalton was in there. And I know Gallup's usually the guy that they go to on deep balls. Um I mean that's not Amari's game and C D looks to be more in the middle right now. Uh, do you think Gallup becomes maybe a viable wide receiver too going forward? Or I, I wouldn't be ready to say that yet. What I would say is that they had to push the ball deep downfield, and you're exactly right. We knew they were trying to get in field goal range, and they threw a couple of deep balls where Gallup made, again, an amazing catch. <laughs> Those were incredible. Um, it, but they were pushing the ball down the field. That That's what they had to do, and that's his role. Amari, again, was off the field, banged up. It's kind of like they were forced to go to him. I mean, especially right. think about it. You're not throwing the ball to the middle of the field where CD's going to be uh, late in the game trying to get into field goal range, saving clock. So I think that could be a fluke, but we'll we'll see moving forward. The next couple of weeks will tell on that. Man, CD looks so good, too. He's so good. He looks incredible. God. Taking big hits, too. Not afraid. But, you know, in actual NFL terms, I mean, I feel like we're counting down the weeks till Gallup's not on the team. Like I, he's he's gonna go somewhere in my opinion, especially when your your number one quarterback goes out, and you already got two wide receivers that are balling, and you got Cedric Wilson you could throw yeah, in there. Let him go. That's fine. I mean, w- dude, this is not a year the Cowboys can win. No, 
So I that's mean, tailed. I was wrong. Get, get picks, but yeah, we we got to keep we got to keep moving forward here. Um, other news that's going on right now is Le'Veon Bell got released, and not that he was high on any of our rankings. I mean, I kind of put a little wager on him. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what we do with that situation, uh, Andy. I mean, are you trying to sell? Are you? I mean, I can talk Le'Veon? to it. I, I have him in two leagues. I'm kind of just waiting right now. I think you got to treat it like uh, people did with Fournette before the season. Just, I, I know there's not as much time. Um, just got to see what happens with it. I mean, there's like 10 teams that he's been rumored to go to at this point. Maybe he gets put in a good situation. Maybe Arizona signs him for a minimum and actually uses him. I know you've been dealing with uh, the airlines for the past couple of hours, Andy, but the recent talk on Twitter, if you search Le'Veon Bell, is that him and Patrick Mahomes have followed each other yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it on the uh, GM. As yeah, I watched. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, though. Like, if you search for it, I forget. Is it Clark, their defensive end in Kansas City? He had some sort oh, of Frank Clark's or, the or video. Defensive end. Yeah, yeah. I think it was him. Had a video. I, anyway, it just... Making me nervous as a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire <laughs> owner. I'm kind of sweating my balls off. It's making me hopeful as a Livion Bell owner that he does go take that job from the widow one back. <laughs> well, you know, and it's not that Le'Veon can't still do it. I mean, the Jet situation is just so terrible. Um, I mean, if you want to go to Jet's term, I mean, they got, what, LaMichael P. Ryan, Frank Gore, who Andy loves, but he's old as fuck. And then Ty Johnson, and honestly, I know we're kind of focusing more on where Le'Veon might go, but that's all relative at this point. Ty Johnson, I think, has potential to be that lead guy. I know, I know, Adam Gase has that big old boner for um, Frank Gore for some odd reason. Maybe who doesn't, dude? No one does. <laughs> but uh, dude, Ty Johnson last year with the with the Lions playing behind what was his name? Carry on. I mean, he, he looked decent in his opportunities. I think he's averaged like 4.3 yards per carry, which isn't bad. D- decent receiver. Um, I mean, he's got potential. Do I take a flyer on him? If I mean, yeah, if I, if I have a roster spot available, I might take a flyer on Ty Johnson. But You think Ty Johnson will take I think Frankie Gore's job? With, no, I'm, with, I'm taking – I mean – as a, as a fantasy owner, this is what I do. I just if I have that extra roster spot, yeah. I'm okay, so I'll say this. I'm, I'll say this about Frank Gore. If you're thinking about going to pick him up off waivers, I'm not. I'm staying away. I had I, know him. What, I had him for the two weeks. Like I said, I'm a Livion owner. I picked him up, had him for two weeks. He wasn't. He wasn't even close to startable. Not even right. close. Even with Levy right now. So do not go pick up Frank Gore and think that he's going to start and be good. It's just not going to happen for you. And I agree. We know what we know what Frank Gore is going to put out. We know what his his ceiling is per se, um, and his floor is not that good either. But I don't know. Lamichael P. Ryan's returning punts, returning kicks. Like that's not a guy that they feel 100 percent confident in. I don't know. Maybe I throw a little dart at Ty Johnson. I just okay. Uh, I will say, Gary, it, it's going to be difficult at this point with the number of injuries we've seen and with bye weeks having started for there to be teams with available roster spots to to hold a guy like Ty Johnson and wait and see. It's just for um, a, if you're in that if if you're in that position, awesome. Um but I, you really want to take a flyer on who could be the third option in the worst offense in the NFL by a mile. The way right. I view the Jets is exactly how you described what the Cowboys could become with Zeke on like steroids, like super steroids. They're never going to get near the red zone. 
you're never going to get opportunity for scoring touchdowns. So you, I don't even think anyone on that team at running back is viable. I no, I don't think I anything's don't think viable. But I mean, Le'Veon, Le'Veon is peak for the Jets. Was startable. He's a flex consideration. That was, I mean, that was close though. That coach is so yeah, bad, dude. He's Jason's bad. So dumb. He's bad. Um, but I mean, I'm just saying, deep league, twelve, sixteen, whatever we got. Like maybe take a little peek, a peek. Like can't hurt. Like if he sucks one week, drop his ass. It's waivers. It happens. Okay. Okay. Like I'm Tanya. just saying. I'm just. I'm just. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Put a lot of money on Tanya. But uh, I mean, hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But anyways, we can keep moving here. Le'Veon, we don't know where he's going. A lot of speculation. I mean, there's some teams that that could use him. I mean, it could end up being like a Devontae Freeman situation where he waits till someone gets hurt. And I, I know there are a bunch of injuries this year, but Devontae Freeman. I mean, Saquon goes down and he goes in and actually anyone who plays the Cowboys can look good, but he looked good last week. But uh, yeah, Colby actually has some um, some lists together for us. And Colby, what do you want to start with first? You want to start with the uh, rest of the season rankings or how do you want to go about this? Y'all want to do a little uh, buy low, sell high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, y'all, let's got, y'all got some ideas off the top of the head, so... Yeah, no, at this point in the season, obviously trades are active. Players are are coming up on bye weeks, like I said. So uh, I think it would be good for us to cover some of our top buy low candidates as well uh, as some of our uh, top sell high candidates. So, Andy, anyone come to mind for buying low? Oh, okay. Buying low. Uh, I'm actually going to – I'm going to start off with a selling high. There's one guy that I – I was very big on at the beginning of the year. I made some bold predictions for, and I think it's a good time after scoring two touchdowns last week. His O-line is slowly, you know, falling apart. I haven't liked the way they're going. Incognito's not playing. I just don't Mm. like Josh Jacobs. I I had him on my team. He did, you know, good a few weeks. I think he's running back six right now. I wasn't loving what I could see. Like, the, the vision I had was so much more. He's getting all the handoffs that he was. The O-line is just not as good as I thought they were. Someone in our league tra- traded him for Jonathan Taylor this week, and honestly, I don't think that was a bad move. Jonathan Taylor has a very good schedule rest of the season. His O-line is still there. I'd like to see him climb up to 13. or eight, He's at 13 about handoffs a game right now. I wish he would get up to 18. Uh, I think the if they can just play a little better and be in that red zone more, I think it'll I think it'll work out for him better than it will Josh Jacobs rest of the season. So Josh Jacobs, I think, is kind of peaking. Being that, you know, what is he? He's he's top eight running back right now. I think you can go out and get someone that you wanted higher. Like I traded him for Derrick Henry. Like I think you can go out and get someone like that that you you know has a proven track record, mm-hmm. you know, making it through the whole season, doing well. O line has been good for multiple seasons. I I he could be good Step the rest of the year. People. I'm just I'm not loving Josh Jacobs losing his own line. And the the schedule the rest of the season is also very hard. Let me ask you this to to piggyback off that. It goes a little bit into rest of season rankings. Josh Jacobs or Aaron Jones rest of season. After Je- after Jacobs has his bye this week, they'll have both had that out of the way. I like Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones for me too. He, he proved me. I, okay. I really, you know, looking at his stats from last year, he was also at the about 13 handoffs a game with Williams taking a lot away. Uh, the only big games he had, he was very boomer bust with the scoring three touchdowns or scoring none and getting like five points. 
You used him. You, he was a good pair with a more consistent running back. But this year, I mean, he's getting 18. They're scoring a lot still. They're always in the red zone. They're rolling. Devontae's coming back. Team's good. They like to use him. They know to use him. I think he's a great person. He's so damn good at receiving. I know. Too. Yeah. And that, yeah. With Devontae out, watching him spread out wide and catch some of these balls, I, I think he's probably the yeah, best. Yeah. And speaking, running back speaking of Devontae affecting Josh Jacobs, Booker is in uh, Richard. Booker's also, very well. They're, they're both playing really well, catching the ball, too. So it, Booker averaged over 10 yards. I will a say, game Jacobs really, really impressed me with playing through hit pointers and playing with the broken shoulder last year, but. I just don't yeah, love the what, schedule on the O line. That's the only reason I'm kind of I'm, I'm thinking you trade him for another top running back right now, and then you move forward. Yeah, I think I agree on that one. Um, I mean, Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's it just seems like he's always banged up to me. Like, at what point does it become alarming? But uh, yeah, to go back to Aaron Jones, it does alarm me that. Jamal Williams is still there. I mean, Jamal Williams outsnapped them in the past game, and probably on the season they're they're probably about the same snaps. Um, I Jamal's look good in past game, but at the yeah. same time, Aaron Jones gets the work at the goal line. It's yeah, it's a it doesn't affect offense. him. It's the a, other people playing no. well doesn't affect him. Is he is a constant on that team, and they're always going to use him. I have one. Right, which I have is, a so I have a buy low. I do. I found. I figured it out. And not to keep naming people that I you know have owned, but I think Terry McLaurin right now, after having a five point week, right, second easiest strength of schedule the rest of the season for the wide receivers for the Redskins, right, for the Washington football team. Quarterback change didn't. I don't think that's what affected it last week. It was raining, and he had Peterson on him, in the the rest of the Rams defense, right. So not Peterson. Um, Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey. Um, sorry. That's your team, bro. The trade is one year off. Settle down. Anyway, um, it, you know, it was raining. He had him on him. They Rams played good defense. It was a very, very wet game the entire time. I think you can go buy low on him right now. He plays the Giants this week. He has quite a bit of games left against the terrible NFC East. I really like Terry McLaurin as quarterback. I think it doesn't matter who's throwing because it can't get any worse. Than what he had before. I mean, we keep so I like Terry a lot. That's why I went and got him. I mean, I, I, dude, that quarterback play is just atrocious. Like they, you can't get. They're trying to kick out what's his face Haskins as quick as they can. You know, they were throwing out guy on a guy on one leg out there. Um, great story, Alex Smith. You know, he battled all that stuff, but he's not a guy that's going to go winning games. Kyle Allen's not a guy that's going to go winning games. And you could say, well, you don't have to win games to be fantasy viable as a wide receiver. Well, it kind of matters if they can't throw worse shit. Well, okay. You know? So I would think that for, for someone who's relying mm, I, on, on touchdowns, someone who only gets like four or five catches a game, right? That's fine. But Terry McLaurin is everything I wanted Pierre Grosson to be back in the day and more. Okay. He's a yeah, eight to 10 catches he's a like game. He's, he's, most he yards after the definitely catch. Really good. He's a beast. Okay. There's no one on that team that I would consider other than him. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, but, well, Gibson in the backfield. But yeah, uh, I was about to say. I mean, still, are you are you all starting Gibson? Like, it's been nice. It, hey, is there's it, enough. There's enough. He's on the come work up. there. That yeah, yeah, there, yeah. yeah I would. Could, so, 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 is he a buy low candidate? That's the other thing with like, Terry. Gibson's look good. Uh, I don't know if he's a. Bu- uh, I yeah, I, if you Gibson. consider that yeah. buying low, I mean, he showed his flashes, and people who own him probably are clinching him. No. I mean, at one yeah, point, yeah, because of where they drafted him. 
because for where he was drafted, true. he's been an he's been incredibly yeah. productive for for draft. Well, unless, yeah, but, unless but you, him you can throw a draft seventh round or higher. I don't really think ADP doesn't mean anything. No, I know. Point. I'm just saying he said for where you drafted him, so I brought it up. Okay, that's fine. But like, if you see more out of out of what's his face Gibson than what he's doing right now, then hell, maybe take a shot at him. I mean, yeah. It's it's a gut it's a gut feeling, but yeah. So right now Terry McLaurin is wide receiver sixteen. So if if y'all are buying low on him, where do you expect him to go? Uh, I'm I'm more referring to maybe someone soured on him after last week. Maybe they lost a matchup, but I, I I do expect him to be. In my head, I hope he jumps up into top fourteen, top twelve. I really do. I I hope he at least keeps us up, and averages sixteen to seventeen points a game. That's a, I mean, over the course of a season, a two point difference is pretty big. I, I mean, for sure. Uh, so does he surpass guys like Mike Evans, OBJ, Robert Woods? I could see all of those. Yeah, I, I, I would want uh, maybe not Terry Woods McLaurin on my team. Maybe over not Woods. Any, not Woods. I, I'd want. I'd still want Terry on my team over any of those three moving forward. Rest of season. Actually, I even if he doesn't catch them. And points yeah. or whatever, but it's yeah, okay. still like I, I like Terry because I love his talent. I don't think the quarterback's going to matter because that team's going to get the shit kicked out of them every week, and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. He's going to be the only guy who can get open. So for you, Colby, is it more consistency? Because it sounds like his his target share is a lot better than Mike Evans, OBJ. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there are other he he is the sole option. He's the sole and he's one of those guys talent. who plays ninety five um, plus percent of snaps. Yeah, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's elite. But, I mean. Yeah, no, that. so that's why I like him. Yeah, but but speaking of one of those guys, one of my buy-low candidates, he's actually right around uh, Terry McLaurin, and you just watched him on Monday night, Keenan Allen. Now, I know right now he's wide receiver 14. You didn't draft him at that. He actually went kind of low, probably as wide receiver 20 in the draft. But Herbert's slinging that shit, you know? And I know Mike, Ev- Mike Williams had a great game. But how hurt Keenan is he? Allen? It, I don't know, bro. He well, that's the thing too. That's kind of like the Amari situation. But I think Keenan Allen could be a top ten wide receiver easily if he can stay on the field. And that's I would literally I, I I would I would sell high on Keenan. I mean, why? What's not to like right now besides the injury proneness? I mean, because you you just you saw him got hurt. He got hurt Monday night. I think um, schedule's not bad. It's good. He 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 is good. Don't get me wrong. I just think that based on I don't want to keep going back to where you drafted him, but like you're over the moon with the value that you've gotten from him. So at this point, if you could, in my eyes, upgrade, like I, I would want Terry McLaurin over Keenan Allen rest of season. That's it. I, I think mean, Keenan Allen's going to have more red zone opportunities there. I think. I don't know. I I've seen Herbert play. You know, he's he's, he's good. good. I get it. He's the best quarterback from the draft, easily so far. Yeah. But I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I watched the Carolina game. He's putting up you know almost three hundred each time. I don't know how many touchdowns he's going to throw for each time. But, I guess maybe more my thing is like I don't know how you can like buy low on a guy who's so over 
overly outperformed. It's just the way through five. It's weeks. the way you feel. I mean, that's the same thing with Gibson. Like you could buy low on Gibson right now, and I'd be like, "Hell, all the power to you." You think he's going to be great? And no, but that implies that you can move like a player of lesser value. Okay, so him, I, like you're going to have to give up a lot, right? Yeah, now that's true. And same Allen. for both those guys, though. It, let me give you a true, you know, buy him at his lowest. Would you even consider going to buy Julio Jones right now? I mean, from a personal standpoint. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you paid nothing for him, so that doesn't count. But I, I would not. What? Okay, if you didn't have Ridley, what would it take? Like, what would you be willing to give up for Julio Jones? I don't feel confident like, that I can. Would you give up AJ Brown has... or Terry McLaurin? Or... No, no, because that that team is has fallen Mike Evans totally off the rails. What's his incentive to no, come know. back anytime soon if he's banged up? Like, they're they're terrible. Ridley's better. Uh, Julio's old. His team sucks. His quarterback's old. No, I would not buy Julio because I'm not even confident that he's going to play in the foreseeable future with these. Okay, injuries. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a few players out because this is someone that like I personally wouldn't go get right now because I already had him and I got away with murder essentially. Um. On it, not not as bad as I probably think it will end up looking at the moment, but Tyler Boyd, Slayton, mm. Odell. Would you one Julio for one over any all of them? them? Julio over all of them easily. It's still Julio fucking Jones. Like, has he has he digressed? Yes. Has snap count percentage hasn't changed much since last year. Which, you have you know, to be on the field older. to get a snap champ. You have to be on the field. And honestly, honestly, it makes me nervous throwing him in the lineup every week. Like when I know I got a guy like maybe Jameson Crowder on my bench that I know, well, he's actually been banged up this year too, but I know he might finish the whole game. Like you don't know if Julio's going to finish the whole game. I don't want to have Julio on my team and be banging my head against the wall because he came out of the game in the first or second quarter. That That's just my thing with him. And to go back to your list, I would take Tyler Boyd, Odell, but not Slayton okay. over Julio. Man, I still see – still give me Julio over all those. It, it, like I said, it's Julio Jones. I mean, has Boyd looked nice? Yes. Garbage time. I mean – I, I, I mean, mean, in defense, I'd take Julio over all of them too. I am – but that's given the team I have right now. Like, if I was missing a wide receiver too, maybe not. Maybe I'd give up. You know, if Julio's not playing and he comes out next week, and that's the thing. If if you can potentially have him as a flex play at this point, go for it. He's nothing more than a flex option in my mind. Just like the just other because guys I haven't seen him it. actually step on the field and do anything for anybody. Well, here's the deal. Right, and I don't know when that's gonna gonna happen again, and I don't know that it's gonna be worth it happening again this season. With the the season's over, they're mm-hmm. what zero and five, zero and five, four, zero and five. Yeah, yeah, it's over. Season's over. Like, what's he coming back for? Legacy. Is he? You think he, it's like LeBron. He gets traded to the Pats. Respect on his name. I would hate that if he went to the Pats. It's not even close. It's not even, yeah, that's the terrible comparison. I mean. LeBron was being a bitch this whole finals, but yeah. Chill. Go Lakers. Uh, but, you know, I still think he wants to go out there. I mean, if he, these guys are all getting paid, I know you could say, well, I mean, you could protect yourself, whatever. That's what AJ Green did all last year. But I, I think, I think Julio is just still trying to protect his legacy. He still wants to go out there and, you know, ball, ball with his bros. But, um, 
Protect the legacy of what? What does he need? One more touchdown this year? No, no, no. To match his season high from last year. First, well, I mean, here, here's. <laughs> I, I say all I, that. I just. I say I, all that. I've faded Julio for years, and I've been wrong before, so maybe I'll be wrong again. But I'm. I'm think. I think I'm. No, right. Dude, I mean, I, Gary. Gary. Another. I mean, he still has three years on the contract. Does he get traded? I mean, it's an option, but as far as fantasy goes. Honestly, Julio, if you kept him through his injured week, like he could be a sell high guy right now. You know? Like it's it's a it's a brand name. Everyone knows Julio Jones. You kept him when he's hurt when he was hurt. Now he's ready to go. Say, hey, look, I got Julio freaking Jones. Anyone want him? I mean, think about it. That's a decent you're gonna get more value from Julio right now than you are from Tyler Boyd, Slayton, all those guys that Andy mentioned. Yeah. Am I wrong? I mean you're not wrong. The name, the name gets you far. I guess the name does yeah. get you far. I mean, speaking of names, DJ Moore. You could, you you literally just gave up Justin Jefferson for Julio, and that that honestly wasn't that far off. I think that was so like, that was a far bad off trade. Name, but like, dude, no, Julio's not good. I I actually can't be I, so, too soft on this. He's he's what about not what about he's week one? Playable. Did you see what he did week one? Going f- yeah, back when they were zero. Going zero, forward, like, I think you're you're. I mean, I'm being honest about them. I just said he was a, a sell-high candidate, but since you're a Ridley believer... You can't sell high on someone who's been yes, terrible you can. who was drafted in the first Dude, or stop second round. stop sucking off ADP. No, ADP doesn't mean anything. It's week five. It's week five. You have four... You have five weeks of what just happened in football. Do you know what high means, though? Like, you're not... You're not selling high on someone who's been fucking terrible. That's okay. not a sell high. They went one and seven last year and then finished the year. And Julio, I mean, we know what he did last year. So what this year versus last year, what makes him stop playing as hard as like maybe last year would have? No, I'm not. That's not even the main thing. The main thing is that they're own five. The coach has been fired. Matt Ryan looks terrible. Uh, and Calvin Ridley has had another year to get again. He's, he's better than Julio Jones. So, I don't like what I've seen. I don't know that he's going to have a whole lot of incentive in this COVID season to come back and get fully healthy and throw his body out there every week. Maybe he will. He's one of the goats. He can prove me wrong again. But just to go back, I I guess it's just the the verbiage. But selling high to me is someone like Calvin. Oh, I would Ridley, say buy low here. Who, this was a buy low, not sell high. No, I know. I I'm not addressing you. <laughs> <laughs> Like how how are you selling high on? It's Julio his Jones name. If if you think Julio is going to be worse than, or even what he's doing right now, you can still sell Julio for a decent price right now. Sure, give me a player who you think you could get for Julio. Well, Jones. I mean, I'd probably pair him with some people and get other help. But okay, see, so you got to package him. So you you can't really sell high on dude. Him stop sucking off ADP, bro. Just to sell them, like seriously, you you ADP means nothing right now. <laughs> that's not what I'm that's, saying. That's what you're getting, dude. I just you're, don't you're, think you understand, understand what that Could you get Marquise Brown for Julio Jones? I wouldn't want to do that. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm going down wide receiver ones on the league. Could you get DJ Chark? Oh yeah, I wouldn't get him, but I would pursue that. <laughs> Yeah, like no one would say yes to that. So how are you selling high if you can't even get yeah, DJ Chark back? I, I might go DJ Chark for Julio Jones. I, I'm not a big Chark guy, but there you go. 
All right. Well, and again, you know, I'm a big Julio guy, so I, I always have faith that the the and the guy who's muscled through every injury he's ever had and tried to muscle through this one and hurt it more. I got faith he's going to come back and play hard, just because that's who he is. And he has a few rec. I mean, he has career numbers to play toward too, as well. So that's another thing. That was that was kind of a motivation for Matt Ryan two years ago. He had a number he needed to hit to have you know the, whatever yards in a season. Um. And he literally went out every game trying to break it, putting up 400 yards. So that's always something to look at. You know, personal legacy. When you're on five, that, I mean, that's what I'm seeing Julio going out and do, saying fuck it and trying to get as many yards as he can because you know he's not going to break any records and touchdowns. So just something to think about. That's something at times you can you can look at and and go out and the players have their own personal drive and motivation that we've seen over the last 10 years. So. All right, a couple other sell highs. Let's move on. Sorry. Yep. Um, y'all provide some amount. <laughs> what do y'all think about Robbie Anderson? Sell high. What are we doing there? All right. Do we think? Do we think that uh, Teddy will be the same or better the rest of the year? Same. I say same. same. He's not getting any better. That's he. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he, he is what he is. He's he's really good, honestly, or really solid at least. Yeah, it seems like he's I, moving better too. I see no reason he can't keep doing this after he got under got a, got out from under Adam Gase. We've seen what happens when people get out from under Adam Gase. Yeah, right. at least initially, because Kenny on Drake is absolutely fucking people right now. But yeah. another story. I I like him. I, I think you know if you and Gary don't yell at me, <laughs> you drafted him. Thinking it was a flyer, he's probably your wide receiver too. Reflex. I don't see why you'd want to move him unless you could get one of those top name guys, right? Yeah, I wide agree. Receiver six, Colby. Would you trade Robbie Anderson to get a Terry McLaurin, <laughs> a um, DJ Chark, an Allen Robinson? Uh, Stefan Diggs. I know those are a little bit higher. I, I, I ran out of options. Okay, yeah, right? you're, you 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 started getting higher. On Tyler Lockett. So n- no, I I would not trade Robbie Anderson for Terry McLaurin, and you know how high I am from a few minutes ago on Terry. I would not trade him for DJ Chark. I, I think that Robbie Anderson is everything we wanted DJ Moore to be. Hmm. I think that he will finish as a top 15 wide receiver. I think he's going to be the best wide receiver on that team. I think Teddy's a solid, solid quarterback. Um, I personally, I mean, depending on the situation, again, if you can move him for somebody like maybe an A-Rob as you started to get into those higher guys, then then I might consider it. Um, But you got to be thrilled if you drafted Robbie Anderson Mm -hmm. and held him. Um, Jeez Louise, dude. He's unbelievable. RTF. Gary, specifically. You did, yeah, because I was not on everybody. Really but Shout out, Gary. You know, that was just from the small sample size of what uh, Peyton was actually letting him do on the Saints last year, doing it only to Michael Thomas. So, um, wait, what? I w- we'll talk about when you called it earlier in the season, I wasn't too high on him because the only thing I had seen Teddy do uh, on the Saints was. Oh, you're talking about Teddy. I was wrote 10 yards. Yeah. So I didn't rely on him to throw the deep ball to Robbie Anderson. Have y'all been able to watch Carolina Panthers games in yes. depth? Like I, I'm Not just curious. Depth. I'm just curious what that play calling looks like with Joe Brady. I mean, I mean, what they start zero and two, and now they've put off three wins in a row. 
like I know they just beat the Falcons. Like that didn't mean anything. But I mean, are, are they are the Panthers for real? Like from a football perspective, they don't even have Christian McCaffrey out there, their best offensive player. I think they're for real. I think they got weapons. Uh, and again, I think Teddy's a, a more than fine quarterback. I, I wouldn't need to go back and uh, watch the All Twenty Two again. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. But <laughs> I, I I haven't watched in depth enough. I will when CMC's back. I'll um, say I don't owner. think they're realizing being a contender. Um, like you said, they you said they lost their first two games. I think so. Um, Is that am I wrong? I I'm. I could be wrong. Seriously, like I have no idea. Um, they're three and two. Okay, let's see here. So they um, they lost the Bucks, and then they. This is missing the Las Vegas. Well, oh, don't worry about it. But so they, I, I, I think you're right though. I think you have the record correct. Um, I'm seeing games against Atlanta, Arizona, and a crippled Chargers team. That was the week, you know, the dude got stabbed in the lung. <laughs> Um, crazy, by the way. They're three and two, by the way. So they actually they lost to Las Vegas and Tampa, like you said, first two respectable, games. respectable losses. Good teams, yeah. good teams. They played Vegas close um, on the road, or I'm sorry, at home. So Vegas obviously had to go across the country. They played Antep at Tampa Bay, kind of got killed, and then you know they squeaked it out against the Chargers after someone got stabbed in the lung on the road. They played Arizona. They played Atlanta. Two bad teams. Bad, bad defenses. Only put up twenty three against Atlanta mm-hmm. and only put up thirty one against Arizona. They, kinda, they coasted. At the end. I don't think they win games. Like okay, Chicago. I'm still a little confused on what's going on there. But if they play well on defense, I don't think they beat teams like Chicago or even New Orleans or Tampa Bay or Kansas City. Obviously, but when they're playing teams like Detroit and Atlanta again and Maybe Washington. They got a pretty – in Denver, they got to play New Orleans, Green Bay, Minnesota, Kansas City, New Orleans again, Chicago. Still got some pretty good matchups. I don't think they're for real in the sense of like Titans last year, right? Or Vegas this year, right? But I no. think they're, they're, they're a decent team. I mean, I Matt Rule's – yeah, Matt Rule's proven to be a good coach. that they go down and, you know, they got to throw the ball. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's ridiculous – Robbie Anderson is almost averaging 10 targets a game. Like, that's he has 11 more than DJ Moore and then Samuel's just down there. Do you think um, it's in relation to him already having kind of the offensive system eh, and see, ha- having the coach already in the past? Maybe a little bit, but it's Joe Brady who's calling plays. Like, no one's I, played with him before. Yeah, but I, I have no idea how he's doing this, but – I mean, I think a lot of it is too. Is Christian McCaffrey's not out there, and he's going to take some some targets? But you know, I say that an unsung hero who we should probably mention right now is freaking um, what's the running back who's playing? Mike right Davis. Now? Mike Davis. Came after this Mike week, Davis, so I don't really see yeah. why I got to pick him up or bring it up. I'm just saying, three for unsung heroes. Three weeks in a row that he started, and I mean, McCaffrey played the first two, and he's running back seven. Like if you picked him up. Good for you. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. Yeah, yeah good pickup. A lot of people spent their entire yeah, fab sure. budget on it. That was good for them. Um, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, but then again, I didn't have injuries. So I didn't have injuries at running back. I lost Cortland Sutton for the year. RIP. Yeah, rip. Do y'all want to stick with the Panthers real quick and just talk about DJ Moore? Like, I mean, what are we doing here? That's ex- yeah, that's what I wanted to jump into. Uh, someone who's who, if you view him as a buy low candidate, go ahead. 
in my situation, having just traded for him, I use my potential flex the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. I went out with the intention, hey, here's a guy, proven success in the past, supposed to be a wide receiver one, not living up to it, has someone outperforming him. Let's go see if we can grab him and then pray, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. That's what I'm waiting on. Two of the three weeks, he's been the reception leader in yards. So I'm not ha- – I, I get it, targets, yeah. But I'm not hating my decision. No, I um, I think, you know, if he blows up and he becomes anywhere near what he was supposed to be or what he was last year, in your flex, in, I you know, on my team I already have two solid PPR receivers. I'm going to be very happy with that. So – if you can go out and do that with them, I think I gave away Kenyon Drake and Jerry Judy or something like that. You know, I scored mm. low on both of them. Um, but you could, based on your roster construction. like Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, you know, you wanted Drake to be good, but I kept Edmonds in the trade. I was able to pull that off. Judy's been passed around like a dollar whore in our league. So, you know, it didn't really lo- lose much. I traded him for Devontae Freeman. You know, I got little trade pieces to tack onto the top of people like Kenyon Drake to make it seem like you're actually kind of winning when in reality, both those guys are going to suck. Uh, Judy has the hardest schedule the rest of the year and Kenyon Drake is a bum. And I got tired of watching him on the field after one week. Dude, he's so, bad. He's bad. Um, that's actually who I gave up for Julio Jones. Never forget. Um, so I, I like DJ Moore. If you're going to do something like that, do not rely on him to be your wide receiver two or wide receiver one. Agreed. You will lose games week in and week out if you do that. Buy him as a flex candidate. The guy who's trying to sell him knows he's not good. So don't bull- don't buy that bullshit, essentially. I mean, I think it's it's more of a tribute to the system than the actual quarterback. Because like you said, Andy, we all we watched uh, Teddy B do last year was dump it off. But Joe Brady comes in, and all of a sudden, Robbie Anderson, the deep threat, is becoming the guy. But yeah, let's... Let's just go ahead and transition right into Kenyon Drake and maybe all the Cardinals guys. I mean, I have Kenyon on a don't touch that shit list. <laughs> like, I have a short list. It's him <laughs> and David Johnson. But Kenyon, uh, Kenyon, what are we doing? What, what what happened? This is a guy who tweeted out before the year, y'all fantasy players, I'm going to take y'all to the ship. Dude. No, you're not. <laughs> you're taking us to the consolation bracket. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. I mean. I mean, Colby, what do you think of this? I have no fucking idea, man. I, I was high on Kenyon coming into the season, you know, based on ADP. But I do not have any fucking idea why Chase Edmonds is the better football player. That's not what last year indicated to me whatsoever. So um, at this point, yeah, I, I'm cutting bait with Kenyon Drake. Chase Edmonds is is a superior football player in every aspect of that phrase. Um, I want nothing to do with Kenyon Drake. I couldn't agree so with you more So I have there, a detailed Gary. breakdown of why this happened, Gary, if you want it. So Before. what happened was we, we are seeing Edmonds. He, he's been coming out as the third down back, essentially, and he's the pass blocker. He's outperforming Kenyon Drake as the pass blocker. The only reason and pass catcher, well, uh, we'll yeah. get to that. But the only reason can aside from like two games where he blew up and had a bunch of rushing yards, right? The only reason he was good last year was not the attempts. I mean, the rush per yard, like it wasn't that good, right? The number of dump offs he was getting, you know, four to seven a game, was keeping him mm-hmm. in that running back one or two 
spot. Well, since Edmonds has excelled at the pass blocking and has been trusted with that, he's getting every single, and I mean every single pass attempt. Kenyon Drake has six through five weeks. Edmonds is averaging f- four plus a game. So, and he's running better too. I don't know if it's because they think that it's a pass when he's in the game or not, kind of like they were doing last night with Tennessee. But he's, you know, he's outperforming in the pass blocking, which means he's getting the receptions for it. And that's why he's outperforming. And Kenyon Drake's still getting 18 handoffs a game, and he's doing absolutely nothing with it because they don't have an O-line. The, the, the study and stuff we did preseason told us, you know, it had to do with handoffs, targets, and touchdowns. Well, if your O-line's not good, and you're only getting the handoffs and no targets, you're not going to be efficient running because your O-line's not good, and you're not going to get you know, goal line carries because your O-line's not good, and you're going to have to rely purely on passing like Woodhead and Eckler have in the past, which is exactly what Edmonds is doing. So that's why I see absolutely no value this year in Kenyon Drake. Absolutely none. If you have him and Edmonds, try to sell him and keep the other guy because Edmonds will be a beast. And not to mention, you got Kyler Murray stealing goal line carries, which I think last year Kyler only had yeah. three touchdowns of the year. What's he have this year? Like five? Exactly. He's. Running, I mean, he, I mean, with Edmonds out there blocking, and he's running more. He's wanting to score. He's scrambling. He's more comfortable. He doesn't need Kenyon. I'm. 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 It's not going his way. Um, all of this is negated if Le'Veon joins the team. Don't forget that. So <laughs> that'd be crazy. Well, well what do you think about? Like, you know, it's a second year for um, for Kyler, you know, second year in that system. And, I mean, it's it's the air raid. And they weren't able to do the air raid last year, but now they got Hopkins, and Hopkins obviously out there balling. He's wide receiver one right now. Do you think they're more they're able to take more deep shots now? Like, checking it down is just not really part of the game oh, yeah, plan as much as it was last year? the ball a ton better with Hopkins there. That's another thing. That dude, uh, he's always open. So, well, he can make anyone exactly look so, good. But. I mean, they 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 beat San Francisco and Washington two good defenses. Then they went and lost to Carolina and Detroit for for what? Like, what was the point of that? I don't understand how they even lost to them. I'm not going to lie to you. So, and then they yeah. beat the Jets. Who I mean, anybody can beat the Jets. They got a few good weeks coming up. By the way, Dallas and Seattle's trash defenses. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. like Seattle with terrible against Dallas that first week. So they're always going to be trash defense the rest of the year in my head. And then they got Miami. So, I mean, those three weeks and they got a bye week in between Miami and Seattle, but those three weeks, I, I think it could be big for Chase Edmonds and, and Kyler and everyone, but Kenyon Drake, because he is. <laughs> well, right now, I mean, we expected more wide receivers to become more of an every, every week option, but you can't trust Kirk. You can't trust Larry. You can't trust Isabella. They're all nice players, but it's D hop. It's D hop and Kyler's show right now. And it, it's fun to watch. I think, I think Kareem Hunt's fine. Like he's a pretty safe pick, but I'd still there, you know, I'd rather take a chance with like a, like you can get James White, pretty much the same argument can be made for James White's role. Welcome back to Real Talk Fantasy. Gary, what do you have for us? Yeah, so we had some decent discussions there earlier, but uh, we're going to switch it over to some unsung heroes. These are some guys that maybe weren't as highly touted at the beginning of the year, but definitely put on a show in these first five weeks. And let's start with Colby. What you got for one of those guys? James Robinson uh, would be my guy. I mean, yeah, sorry. He is a beast when Leonard Fournette was waived 
Um, it was kind of up in the air about what Jacksonville's backfield would look like, whether or not that'd be a viable um, position or not, even if the talent wasn't there with the way that they could be a bad team. That was kind of the thought. I was a little bit big uh, in the preseason on Jacksonville. I thought they could be frisky good for fantasy. And what do you know? <laughs> Here's James Robinson right in our laps. He's been awesome. Um, what, high RB2 type of numbers? He's been consistent. He's filled that void. And he makes Jacksonville looking pretty smart for cutting terrible-ass uh, Leonard Fournette at this point. Someone you were very big on in the preseason. Keep me in check. I was big um, on Leonard Fournette. In the Robinson, actually a running back one at number nine on the year, averaging 17.32 PPR points a game. And he's kind of fallen down. Like If you take out last week, he was even higher. But does it yeah. make you nervous that that Ozigbo guy is off IR? Devin Ozigbo, he was he was on the depth chart too at the beginning of the year. Like he could have potentially started when they dropped Fournette. But yeah, not necessarily. I think Robinson's done enough to yeah, uh, he's, to he's, prove he's, that he's the job good. is his until he he gets it up. So um, I, I think he's safe there. So good what do you to, to keep in mind? But yeah, I no, think I, he I, ends I'm up okay a running back that. too, mid running back too. That's what Probably I was going to say. Running back 18 to 20. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. I'd say he's probably more in that 14 to 16 range for me by end of season. I, I still like him going forward. Not as good as he's been, but that'd be a pretty fall drop I, I'm, or, or a, a pretty big drop. I mean, think about it. You don't have your guys. Um, yeah, his big time. games stem from 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 touchdowns. Yeah, but Thursday he's night. missed time. Saquon's out for the season. You got to account for some stuff like that. So no, maybe I, I know. Him up. I, Cook might miss a little time. You never know. Well, neither of those guys are ahead of him right now, so I don't see that really holding him up. But yeah, anything that'll push true. him back. But he um, plays for the Jaguars. That's what I'm saying. That's why I have him there. He's. I mean, obviously, if you picked him up, he's still a steal. So, so yeah, playing him when you're running back. Yeah, playing him when you're running back two or flex is just like rape, essentially. So it's just not fair. I mean, but, if if y'all are thinking he's going to drop, like maybe five or so spots, sell high candidate. Yeah. Okay. I think that based on roster construction, if he is a guy that you're comfortable, um, but like if you've got a set RB one and RB two, and you can go get someone good, a good receiver, if you're hurting somewhere, uh, if James yes. Robinson's your flex, sure. If he's your RB two. I say hold him because mm-hmm. I think he's going to be an RB2 rest of season, and RB2s are pretty hard to come by. Yeah. But like you said, all comes down to roster construction. And regardless, he's been an unsung hero by far. I mean, he's who was James Robinson before the season started? I mean, no one knew. But, um, Andy, give us one of your unsung heroes. Unsung hero who, if you listen to me, you would probably own Kenyon Drake. I'm sorry. That's yeah. wait a minute. Oh my god, okay. Let me restart that. Gary, I hope you edit this. Nah, I'm not editing shit. Uns- if you listen to me, you you drafted Kareem Hunt, okay? This guy. A oh, guy dude. I told everybody was talented. Chubb was there and he's you know number one pro football focus. We get it, he's talented. But everyone was sleeping on Cream Hunt, also being talented, and them running the ball all the damn time. I didn't say Chubb would get hurt, but even before that, it was worth it. Cream Hunt just, I mean, 
absolutely steps in. That's a guy you can be confident as you're running back to because he's been doing it for a while. You know, you don't see it dropping off. You're not worrying in the back of your mind. Like, with maybe James Robinson, you're like, oh, is he going to keep this up? Just other people are coming back. Mm-hmm. Is Kareem Hunt is just, he's a constant. It's what you want to see. The, you know, the, the, the passing and the catches in a PPR format that they keep the floor up. You're not worried about starting him every week. Uh, he's just, he's impeccable. And I love, him. okay. I, I'm not going to say I love him because he does beat women, but disclosure. I mean, he's very good at football. Don't like him personally. And Andy, I got to give you credit. That was great call. Colin was giving you so much shit about it, but I mean, I was kind of on your side a little bit, not going to lie. Um, He's doing it without touchdowns. That's the key. I mean, he has three this year, two of them in one game. It kind of bailed him out against Dallas because they just had their way with that team as far as throwing on those corners. But how they ran for 300 yards. So that's what I'm do. saying. And he didn't even catch a ball because they never need to check it down because people are always open. And you know what, so, too, is, is he's playing, he was playing banged up a little bit. You know, in that game, you had Dearness Johnson, who everyone's like, oh, I got to go pick him up on waivers. He looks like he might well, be Well, I play. mean, they went up by so much that they didn't need to really play him either. He didn't even get to play the second half. They were too busy having the other guy in. Exactly. They didn't want exactly. to risk it. There was no point in him being in the game. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, but I, I am huge on, especially with Chubb out for a little bit, um, maybe, you know, a week or two. Before, I don't, when is Chubb coming back? They said five so to six, six weeks. Yeah. Maybe – Maybe a week or two before you go try to shop him for someone who's like elite, elite, you know, uh, someone you have some faith in that are, you know, who was drafted in the first round. But, it, well. but that, if Derrick Henry has a down week, maybe try to go sell him for him. At that but, time, you're not going to be able to do that, though. That's like the whole Eckler situation when Melvin Gordon came back last two year. weeks left, maybe. Mm. And there's always the case to be made that he was already putting up these kind of numbers before right. Chubb got hurt. Right. And he did it all last year when they played together. He was still putting up these kinds of numbers. I mean, so I say you got to enjoy the running back one numbers right now. But whenever Chubb comes back, you just got to settle for the running back two because the value you want for that, you're just not going to be able yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, it. you're looking at 14 to 16 points a game instead of, you know, 16 to 22. Right. Still value, valuable by, by every mean. But, um, can you believe I said Kenyon Drake in the same sentence with that guy? <laughs> God, dude, that was that was a bad. No, Kenyon paper. hasn't beaten anyone up yet, as far as we know. Um, yeah, and that was just a total mix-up of names. I'm sorry if they cut it off right as that I said that they probably think I'm an idiot, but yeah, whatever. Um, I'm gonna be a little biased here because he's my guy, but Jameson Crowder, terrible oh, team. Yeah, terrible yeah. team. No one wants to touch the Jets. No one even wants to look at the Jets. Joe Flacco's freaking thrown out there, but yet. Crowder's still putting up 20 points a game. I mean, he missed, what was it, two games with the hamstring. But when he's played, he's looked really good. His routes look good. He um, he does look good, and I, I, I felt bad about trading him for, like, a minute. But the route I took after that was fine. He, he just watching the Jets, he's the only bright spot. Mm-hmm. The only bright. It's so fascinating, too, <clears throat> that, yeah, they, it, like – he, you can tell he's very good. I can't even imagine what he would be like if he wasn't on that team. And he's so small. I mean, I don't know how he's doing it. I mean, Perriman, Perriman's been out, but I don't know what how is that going to change whenever he comes I don't think back. It but yeah, he was definitely one of my unsung heroes. And then I'm just going to throw out another one here. Um, Nick Foles, not a guy you'd be starting, but if you own Allen Robinson, if you own Jimmy Graham, you're loving Nick Foles. When Nick Foles came in, 
that offense had an immediate boost. Now they look terrible against um, the Colts in week four. But you seen that defense? I mean, that's the best defense in the league by far. Uh, and he used to be on the Cowboys staff. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Allen Robinson, I mean, he's he's wide receiver nine right now, wide receiver eight around that range. I mean, the way he's been playing these past couple games, he could easily be five or six at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's going up and catching 50-50 balls like they're nothing. And he's the only red zone threat really they have. I know you have Jimmy Graham, but Allen Robinson looks great. Uh, Jimmy Graham somehow came back to life. I don't know how old he is, 31, 32. But, yeah, Nick Foles is the reason for that. those guys coming alive. I agree. Everyone got excited when they heard Mitch was out. Everyone who owned anybody on that team. No yeah. one got down because no one owned him. So, I mean, Colby, you got any unsung heroes out there? Colby, say your other guy. Uh, say the guy. Other... Say, which, say what we want you to say. Uh... His name starts with an R. No. Uh, well, hell, that guy, too. If you want to, yeah, be biased I mean, real quick. Be very biased. Bring up your wide receiver. Oh, well, I mean, okay. I, well, I mean, we could talk about Calvin Ridley, but the guy I'd rather talk about would be C.D. Lamb. No, okay. we already talked about the Cowboys. If you drafted C.D. Lamb in the 10th round, he's the 10th wide receiver in fantasy. Um, and maybe that doesn't keep up with Andy Dalton coming in, but I love what I've seen from C.D. Uh, Lamb. He has been unbelievable. He has been an unsung hero for my team, and I'm sure for some other teams out there as well. Yeah, and Gary, you mean with you, the guy guy you drafted, Mostert probably would be in there if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And honestly, I I actually we didn't mention it. I have Mostert as a buy low candidate. I yeah, mean, I agree. Yeah, dude's extremely talented. Averaged like almost nine. Even yards though, if I'm owning him at this point, and I saw the eleven handoffs, and he still had a decent game last week when they played terrible, I'm not. I'm not selling him. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. If you're trying to buy him low, don't expect that guy to give him up just for nothing. Right, but it depends on who you're messing with. But, like, he's getting work in the passing game. I mean, McKinnon was healthy, and we were all worried about McKinnon stealing a bunch of those targets whenever Mostert comes back. <laughs> Mostert, nope. Mostert had, I mean, hell, he only caught three passes. But still, that's how much McKinnon caught, and you expected that to be all in McKinnon's favor. So, Okay, I got I, – and you see these happen more in the wide receivers, obviously. Um, Gary, the guy, your guy, obviously, Adam Thielen. Okay. Mm. Yep. I mean, he's taken farther past Ridley, and he's past him in points now. Uh, we see Diggs, Metcalf. Diggs was Robbie Anderson. Diggs was my big question mark at the beginning mm. of the year, and we all shit on Diggs, it, dude. Lock we all it. we we shit on Josh Allen because Josh Allen can't throw a deep ball. But hell, maybe having a good deep threat helps your quarterback throw the deep ball. Is that could be what we're seeing with Teddy B too? Like, yeah. Once Teddy B got Robbie Anderson in there, dude, things started clicking. Um, honestly, y'all remember a couple of years ago when people said Dak couldn't throw the deep ball? All of a sudden, Michael Gallup's running down the sideline, and it's like, damn, he throws a sexy deep ball. Dude, yeah, that's a good point. You might be, you might be onto something there, Gary. I like that. Um, I have, I just sorry, someone just came to mind for a buy low. Um. And it's a position that everyone needs probably if if you didn't draft high on it. The tight end position, and this is going to be very controversial and it may just absolutely backfire in my face over the next couple of weeks. Someone I went and bought low on, Zach Ertz. He is That's at his rude. lowest point. He's yeah, at his you're lowest not going to get lower. 
than one point one catch on the goal line last year week for one point nine points on PPR, right? So in my head, guy who plays ninety five plus percent of snaps, they've got Alshon and Deshaun coming back. The guy I used to think you know more people were out the better. He's got he's always going to catch. I I don't know if he they're doubling him every play. He's always covered. I'm hoping other people coming back, you know, takes the focus off him as much and he starts to play better. The schedule's not terrible the rest of the year. Um, I That's a guy that, I'm, you know, I'm hopeful, not only because he's on one of my teams, but I think he is the lowest you could buy him right now and you could go get him and he could blow up and be what he used to be. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so, hell, all, their, all the receivers are hurt. The only thing I'm nervous about, is Dallas Goddard? I know he's on IR. I don't know when he's. I was out. about to say uh, he needs Ertz needs the more talented Goddard to come out there and draw the ball. Honestly, they, they kind he of does. But but speaking, staying on tight ends, we haven't touched much on tight ends yet. But unsung hero Jonu Smith. Oh yeah, we saw it last night. He scored two touchdowns, and I mean he had he had a couple, maybe one down game, but. Dude's been balling, and I got to give Colin some credit. Colin's not here to back himself up, but Colin said he's going to be the number two option out of there, and you want tight ends that are mm-hmm. the top two options on their team. That's Jonu Smith, third-year breakout. He's definitely looked good. Yep. But I did definitely sucking as well. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and Jonu turning into what Delaney Walker used to be is, is very, yeah. very good to see. And, I like to see that. It's a feel-good good. story. Yeah, could be more talented at this point in his career. Um, how about going to quarterbacks real quick? Aaron Bleepin Rodgers. I mean, he just came off the bye, so he's quarterback nine right now. But, I mean, we weren't drafting him as a starter, were we? I mean, he was probably No, not after starter. the end of last season, not even a little bit. Him I and mean, Tom Brady have really showed that they're timeless. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean – Aaron Rodgers almost said, fuck those past two years. I'm going to be better than and I was when I was 30. Um, I mean, yeah, Fitzpatrick's freaking anomaly. No one knows what he's doing. But Aaron Rodgers, definitely an MVP candidate. He's playing like it. He's bringing up the value of Devontae, Parker, or Devontae Adams. Excuse me. I know Devontae is already elite, but, I mean, the offense looks good. Uh, second year under LaFleur. It's LaFleur, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, now they got a tight end option in Tanyan. So definitely like what Aaron Rodgers is doing there. Do y'all have any other unsung here? I got a I got a question for you, Gary, that I think all of our viewers would want to hear. It's okay. not an unsung hero thing, but you would probably be an expert on it having to have lived it. Lamar Jackson. We're, what, okay, are, yeah. what are our thoughts right now? Let's just get right into, what do you want to call them, bus or... We need a better term than just buzz. Early season uh, disappointments. Fucking floppers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jared Goff's ahead of him right now. Dude, you, you, you got to feel bad. right behind him. You, you got to feel bad. I mean, coming from personal perspective, I spent a second-round pick on Lamar, and my reasoning was is like I didn't think I could get anyone better for that value. I mean, he's going to be the leader in his position in points by far like last year. And as we see, you can't repeat your insane years, year in, year out. We saw that with Mahomes last year. I know Mahomes got hurt. But it's just hard, especially how that offense operates, you know, strictly run game. When you get ahead, you know, it's kind of just clock management. And you know what? The other thing is, too, is their defense is really good. 
Like their defense, you don't have to do as much if your defense is keeping you off the or keeping the other team off the field. I mean, it, it it's definitely pissing me off. And if you're a Lamar Jackson owner, you got to hold on to him. You, you're not going to be able to get what you think for that value. It's a name value, but I was going to say that that might be a good buy low candidate because if you're seeking the manager who's pissed off with Lamar, you can. Get something uh, or, or give up just a little bit. You could get something pretty valuable back in return because I, I do think he'll get more on, back on mm-hmm. track to being mm-hmm. a top five quarterback over the next, uh, you know, 11 weeks or whatever. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you have guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tom Brady up ahead of him. That's not that's not that's not how the year is going to end. Yeah, that takes a game with a couple of rush TDs and a, a big stat yeah. line to, yeah. to change. So it, it's still early enough to where I definitely expect him not to make it back to where we thought he was going to be at, at quarterback one or two, but definitely back to a point. Top five, where, maybe? Um, yeah, I think borderline top five is, is a safe bet for him. Well, what about Josh Allen? Josh Allen, I know Absolutely, the ex- yeah. the quote-unquote experts had him like going as quarterback 11 in the draft. And we were all thinking, like, dude, Ooh. the guy finished last year as quarterback six. What are we doing? Nothing's changed. In fact, yeah. he brought in digs. And now the he's out there. The part for me about him was, like, he started high in mock drafts. And then as time went on, he slowly just dropped and dropped and dropped as the casual fantasy player came in. And he ended up in, like, the 10th round or later. Like, I, mm-hmm. it was baffling to me that that could happen. And, you know, we even let it happen in our draft. So I, it was kind of crazy in my head, but you know that was a guy that you you really did expect to not nothing to change. Rushing yards were there, uh, more more weapons now, and a second year running back who should make the offense better. So I don't really know why he was so slept on. Yeah, I mean he's just so effective at the goal line. It's it's hard to beat, but and that team too. That team is out there proving a lot of haters wrong. Yeah, I'll say haters, but hey, Andy, we got everyone on the let Russ cook movement. I think we started that. I'll give us some credit for that. But yeah, dudes out here, only quarterback averaging 30 points a game. And this, honestly, I was speaking about this with, I think I was speaking about it with y'all over text, is Russell did this last year. Russell Does had it every this- year, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it on here. We talked about how consistency. We, we, I believe, I pulled up the stat. He is as consistent as Rodgers has been over the last however many years. He just hasn't played as many as Rodgers, so we can't say, oh, he's been ten years in the green. So, I mean, we brought it up. It, we said it like he was definitely the top, t- and we might have been getting in. Given if Dak played the whole season, I think they would have been about the same. But I think we just had Dak out inching him in that you know sixth round quarterback area. So. We said it here. We we pointed out how good Russell is. Like, right. Nothing changed at all. Nothing ever changes with this guy. And P, there's even the coach speak. And Pete Carroll doesn't really lie. So, yeah. Now, if, if nothing ever changes, we've seen some hot starts. Not like this from Russell, but mm-hmm. some hot starts where he has faded throughout the season. I don't know if that's where you were that going, Gary. But do either of you guys think that that could potentially happen again? And we see him fall back. Maybe closer to twenty five a game. No, because he keeps playing um, both both our divisions here with uh, obviously the one he's in, and then the NFC East. So I th- I think he <laughs> keeps it up. And what I would say as my argument against that 
is that they don't have the type of defenses to put away opponents. He is going to have to throw yep. the ball until the final whistle every week to win games right. this season. And I think that's going to be a huge benefit to his fantasy output. I anticipate him finishing number one uh, in fantasy for the quarterback. I mean, score 24.4 when you only throw for 200 yards and throw a pick. I mean, the touchdowns are just so consistent this year, and you're right. They're, it's because he's exactly. going to have to score the touchdowns, too, to, to win games, and they are going to win games because he's Russell Wilson. So I, maybe it's flawed logic, but I, I do think he keeps it up this season. I think this season's a little I bit actually different agree. than the others. And I think past. it's a lot of the play calling, too, because last year and even in years before that, it was just run heavy. And you could tell, like, Carson was going to get the ball, majority of the snaps. Well, not majority, but you know what I mean. Um, but this year, Carson hasn't really had a big game on the ground yet. I mean, I, I mean yeah. whenever they play the Cowboys, I guess they already played the Cowboys, but whenever they play a weak-ass team, then yeah, maybe. But still, I trust Russell in the air, especially with the weapons he's got. I mean, yeah, y'all give me some credit for this DK Metcalf pr- prediction when everyone gave me shit. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I, I wasn't around for the receiver episode, but I was right there with you. Big fan of DK. He's a beast. Um, I do have a question for quarterbacks since, you know, we've kind of covered all the ones that have outperformed kind of toward the top, you know, performers. Yeah. Around the 12th spot. Rest of season. I'm gonna read off six people. I want I want you guys to rank your top three. Okay. I already got one in mind. Jared got or, yeah, that's exactly one. where <laughs> I was going. Herbert's number one, no matter who. Okay, you ready? Say, bro. Yeah. Carr, Minshew, Bridgewater, Breeze, Tannehill, Herbert. I mean, like we just it's it's Herbert number one. Okay. Pick two more. I agree. I go Tannehill two. Is Carr, Minshew. And I go Minshew three because of the rushing floor there and the negative game. Can I add a guy in there? Go ahead. Matthew Stafford? Yeah. Cam Newton? Yeah, they're both way further down. So, yeah. Can I add Cam and Matthew Stafford? I mean, Cam. What do you guys think about if you have a top quarterback right now and you have a gap, a running back two gap, wide receiver two gap, a flex gap, would you be willing to go trade the you know package deal, your quarterback, get someone average in return that like like uh, Goff or Watson or Rodgers and then throw someone else, you know, pick up a Derek Carr or a, a Herbert off waivers and just play the matchup to fill that void you have? If, if the quarterback gap isn't that big. If you're compared to who? If you're getting rid of Russell, Mahomes, Allen, or Murray, and then downgrading just a little bit at, at quarterback, you know, these guys are averaging 30 points, whereas these other guys are averaging, you know, around 20 or less than 20, right? 10 points. You know, you, you get a guy back like Aaron Rodgers, who's averaging 26 points, and then you, now, give, yeah. you give up another guy who's, get, you know, putting up 27 to 30 points. Cam Newton. And then you pick up someone off waivers, like I'm saying, and you, you put them on your team, someone like Herbert or Stafford or Newton, if they're out there. I don't really think they're going to be out there, though. Or Derek Carr, and you play the matchup every week with Rodgers and Carr, Rodgers and Tannehill. Do you think that you could I think in you, that think you outscore that number one quarterback you had? Do you think whole season? Let's say you're, you totally don't have a flex and you have Patrick Mahomes. Seek out the guy who's got Justin Herbert or Ryan Tannehill or Gardner Minshew on their bench. 
throw him a trade, pat for one of those guys, and, and get some flex help. For, and I think you'd be in a better position than you would be. I wasn't even talking that low, though. One. I was talking like the one we saw in our league today where Russell uh, Wilson was traded and Aaron Rodgers was sent back. In, in my head, if I get Aaron Rodgers, I'm grabbing someone like Cam, which is exactly who he has on his bench, or, or Herbert or Tannehill or Carr Minshew, and I'm playing the matchup every week. Just to, you know, strengthen, you know, my running back two or, f- or a flex or wide receiver two that I had a problem in. So, well, there's some, yeah, like if I had an empty flex right now and I had Mahomes, I'd go trade Mahomes and get Aaron Rodgers and a viable flex option. Yeah, but it, it still comes down to points, you know? like Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're only really, like, could, do you think you could, you know, if you're so how much how much are you? If your quarterback's averaging 27 to 30 points a game and you go get a quarterback that's averaging 24 to 25 points a game and you pick up another one off waivers and play the matchup every week, do you think you could keep up with the production that that other quarterback was giving out if you played the matchup with your two quarterbacks every week? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you can It could easily happen. Well, it happened today. I didn't really see that trade. There's there's a lot of stuff going on with that. What I will say is that it, again, comes back to roster construction – if you have a gaping hole and you've got like a number one type of guy at their position, like Russ or Pat, try to go make something of it. I mean, if you can get a, a still a top 10 quarterback, the point differential is going to be about five points at QB. And if you go from zero to 10 to 12 in your flex, and that's, totally, you're that's not going I, Gary, from zero. I went, well, okay. Yeah, I, but I don't there know. You started Scotty Miller this week. You're literally going from zero. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Hey, or Calvin yeah. Ridley so, a couple Gary, of weeks the, ago. The reason I say this is because I tried to do it a few weeks ago, and you were one of the people I went to, and you had Lamar struggling, and I offered Mahomes and yeah. you know another player, and I tried to get Lamar in a better player, and it was just me trying to strengthen a position because I didn't have it. It's so it, it's something that I see value in because you know I, it, you it was kind of my it was kind of my roster construction too. Like yeah, you know. Okay, at the time, that was before I knew that Lamar was going to have a shitty year and Pat was going to be Pat. You know, I should, in hindsight, hindsight's 2020. I think that's something that not everyone thinks about, though, when they go make the trade or like they don't see a path forward to make their lineup better besides just giving two of their shitty bench players and trying to get or giving their shitty bench quarterback that they pick up a waivers with one okay player to try to go get someone, you know? Some people don't right. think about that. Kind of like you asking me, you know, what's your strategy for drafting a late-round quarterback and then, you know, having him have a few good weeks and trading him off. Like I like I picked up Joe Burrow week two, and then he had three games with 28 points, and then I traded him, and now he sucks because really it was just because he played shitty teams. Right. right? But I packaged him with one player and upgraded to another player. No, that's a really good idea no. for someone who's struggling exactly. at quarterback. So it's, but both of those, like, if you're not struggling at quarterback but you're okay with it because you're only downgrading a little bit and you can, you know, fill in in those hard weeks because your quarterback's not as talented as the one you just traded, but you can get a viable actual player who's going to score more than 10 every week and you know it, you know? Yeah, and, and I think quarterbacks, too, are going to consistently get you points regardless of who they are. Exactly. Regardless, like, I mean – like Colby said, Ridley could put up zero one week. It happens, you know. Like um, you could, you could have played Jared Goff in three of his weeks. He would have matched what Mahomes put up. The other two weeks, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, played yeah. someone else, and they could have matched what or knew yeah, what same, Mahomes put at up. At the same time, there's guys that are matchup proof. Exactly, you know? that's what I'm saying. You get rid of your matchup proof guy and play the matchup. 
Yeah, and, and that can be tough, and you're going to be frustrated at times. But, you know, if it gives you a good flex upgrade, then I'm all yeah, for it. It's a whole lot easier to play the matchup, at, in my head, at quarterback than it is at tight end or flex. It's That's so true. much easier at quarterback. Like, like for instance, last yeah. week, Gusecki's playing San Francisco, who just shut down Ertz and all those guys. And he, so we we use ESPN, and they have, like, the little red, oh, San Francisco, third yeah. worst against – and then he goes off and scores 14. I mean, it's it's easier – you're right about quarterbacks being easier to predict versus matchups. But um, you, what, what do you all want to keep – you want to keep talking about guys? I just wanted kinda, to bring up – that's one of the main ways I think if you're really struggling in a certain position and, you you know, you took a high quarterback that you can go out there and, and, and make a difference. I see – way too often we see people, oh, I, I took Josh Allen. He's my pride and joy. I, I'm the quarterback guru. I'm not going to trade away this guy or my another, number one <laughs> running back for anything, and the rest of my roster is going to suffer for it. <laughs> Call when, him out. Say his name. When in reality, you could trade that quarterback <laughs> away, get another piece on your team down there, make a decision each week at quarterback, because obviously all your other decisions are terrible. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's where I'm seeing the, the difference yeah. between a great player and a difference between a guy who got way too wrapped up in what he drafted and isn't actually looking at the value of his players and isn't making his life easier roster decision-wise, and it's showing. And that's a tough thing to ask someone to, like, actually assess the value of their players. I mean, we've already mentioned it. Like, we've been biased to our guys. You know, I'm biased to Crowder. I'm biased to Mostert. But it's a hard thing to do, man. You got to look in the mirror and you got to say, you suck ass. And rid of them. It's a hard conversation <laughs> yeah. to have with yourself. <laughs> Look yourself in the mirror. <laughs> Trust me, I've, I've we'll be trying I've to cut back. But you could come back. I know you could. You want to? S- yeah, I thought about just a tribute starting Dude, back for man. the rest of the season. It's I, I, you hate to see. It. I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry with Dak. But <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, speaking of guys that I kind of have some questions about, we we already had you know, concerns with Chris Carson and the run in his run work, but right now he's running back five. I mean, does that, does that make any of y'all question that that's going to keep going on or what, what do y'all think here? No, there's, there's been so many years of it, right? I mean, maybe not five every time, but he's getting done and he scores touchdowns because he's on a good team in the red zone. He gets the handoffs, you know, the 14 to the 18 a game. He gets receptions, three to six a game. He's always, you know, this is what he does, man. He's a beast. Yeah. And you've got to be so thankful if you own Chris Carson watching the Dallas game, seeing him get gator rolled and, like, it looked like he tore his ACL. And oh, yeah. he's back out there next. <laughs> and then I loved that. Like, if, if you're a fantasy owner, dude. And then like, Tristan Hill, the guy that. who gator rolled him, ends up tearing his Achilles the next week or ACL or whatever. They don't build pussies yep. at Oklahoma State. Okay, <laughs> Karma. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Chris Carson definitely getting his work in the past game. Carlos Hyde, you don't even have to worry about him at this point. The guy that I, I would like to mention, Rashad Penny, who tore his ACL last year, he's clear to come off uh, the IR after week six. And I mean, Penny's. That's what I say. Penny, Rashad Penny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's seen some. He's had some good work in the past, but coming off of ACL, I mean, I still I, like Carson. I, a lot I don't see it with the way that the offense is shifting to letting Russ cook. I think that Carson's playing well. He scored in every game but one. Right. Three on the ground, three in the air. I 
I, he's rolling, dude. I wouldn't give him up for anything. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, he's a top just, 10 guy for sure. Just real quick, Alvin Kamara is a beast, but he's kind of doing what CMC did last year as far as outscoring his next guy by you know wide margin. Do y'all think that keeps up? or I mean, you can already see he's already coming back down to earth, or do you think someone catches up to him? I mean, you're looking at two being Aaron. Yeah, because he had that bye right week. Now? I mean, he's averaging when you 25. Say, and... When you say coming back down to earth, you mean 20 <clears throat> points instead of 30? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I mean uh, no, I, I think I think Kamara will lap the field. With CMC missing so much time, I don't expect, truthfully, with Aaron Jones' 45-point game in there week two or whatever it was for him to continue to keep up this, this pace. Um, I, I think he would probably outpace RB2. Yeah, he's what you saw last year with CMC. Uh, eight, three games, game. eight catches, yeah, yeah. eight-plus catches. So, I mean, yeah, no, I think he keeps it up. And Drew can't throw down field for shit. I know he had that long one to Jared Cook last – or this Monday, but – excuse me. Um, what would you give up just for the potential, like just betting on a Kamara injury to go get Latavius Murray? Anything, if, you, if you didn't would have, be worth going and getting I him? Chase Edmonds. What do you mean? If you if I had Kamara no, I and I no, and I, I didn't I'm have. <laughs> no, I I mean if you don't have Kamara and maybe neither the Kamara or like the Kamara owner might not either. Like, would you be willing to maybe send an offer for a handcuff, being that he walks right into twenty five points per game? Or is that not something well, that you're honestly, doing this time of season? Like those games are kind of interesting because Latavius still gets a lot of work. I think it was two weeks ago he outscored. Yeah, Colby, that's tomorrow. a really good question because like even I traded for you I traded you for Brian Hill. I mean Well, you own and, and I got Gurley. an offer for Brian Hill the other day and not Gurley. And I just straight up said no. And they're like, Why? I was like, I I'm not taking a risk on Todd Gurley's knee right like that. So I I don't know to have to have the guaranteed to, to reference our running back one, more one time on the the Saints. No, I don't. There's not a lot. It'd have to be like a legitimate starter on my team, like a solid running or wide receiver two, running back two. And that's crazy to say out loud, but I mean it's hard to bank on injuries. I know it's football and people are getting hurt left and right, but I still wouldn't want someone else's handcuff on my roster. Like for instance, I got Sanders, yeah. I have Boston Scott, which actually Corey Clement gets a lot of work, but that's a different discussion. Um I mean it, it's not something that I would want to do, but I mean it's interesting. It's worth the conversation. I mean Latavius Murray is definitely a, a better handcuff. I'd say like Andy's guy, Chase Edmonds, better handcuff. Uh Kareem Hunt is the definition of a good handcuff but not in that case i don't know if you were kind of thinking that if that's why you brought it up or what were you thinking colby you said you wanted to close a gap on todd Gurley. i don't know is that what you I... or latavius murray or you you said close something when i was talking about what brian hill to close up on were you trying to close up on latavius Oh, no, I was just going to reference from like from our league. We're in a league where the Kamara owner also yeah. owns Latavius. He would not give up Latavius. I'm just saying that if you're in a league where the Kamara owner is not the Latavius oh. owner, would it be worth with with if like if you have the roster flexibility 
would you pursue a guy like Latavius just to You're take the chance that if Kamara if does would miss a game, go get Madison here or there? If I had Dalvin Cook, <laughs> this is why we brought uh, it up. Oh, that's what oh, we're talking geez. about. Yes, well, like uh, I said, I, I went and got Brian Hill to back so, up Todd Gurley. I wasn't going to give up a legitimate okay. starter for Brian Hill, but yes, if I had Cook. Knowing Dalvin Cook, I would go give up someone decent. Yeah, I would. Jack should have done was he should have picked up a quarterback <laughs> yeah, me too. and then traded him me to you too. for Madison. Okay. I would have said no. But anyway. Man, I just hate having other handcuffs on my roster. I mean, it, it works great. Like this week, I know Dalvin still might play, but, you know, I don't know. Just me. Nah, I um, So, I mean, we have a bunch of guys we can still talk about. Is okay if – what if I just said one – one guy's name or one phrase, and y'all give me one word. Yeah, each. go ahead. <laughs> okay. 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 Ronald Jones. Undervalued. Useful. Andy. Useful. And we can go over it after we say the one word. I mean, I got to agree with Colby. Undervalued. He looked good in that Thursday night game. I mean,. I don't know. He's if talented. They, he is. If they, he looks like he's very talented. There's a reason bring, he hasn't had his job stolen yet. Dude, freaking who's the who's the coach over there? Bruce Arians. He's such a dumb. He just likes to jerk your chains. Like Fournette goes off one game. Oh, he's a damn liar, dude. Yeah. But all right, good enough there. James Conner. I'll say solid clinching. I'd say I'd say I'll say clinching for clinching my I'm comfortable cheeks hoping he doesn't get that and I'm I'm taking what I can get really I'm comfortable with the Steelers starting running back I mean it's it's a great position to be if he plays it all time you know I was a big proponent when everyone was like Snell 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 in week one I told everyone and my mother do not there's no point that's a wasted (laughs) Like literally, well, okay, my mom was in the room. But my dad was like, "You actually telling my, your mom?" My dad was like, "We should pick up snow because I'm in a league with my dad, uh, where we play together." <laughs> and I said, "I'm not wasting, you know, it's it's five dollars per pickup in that league." And I was like, "I'm not wasting five bucks on Benny Snell." And then would you say, <laughs> "Mom, you hear this dumbass over here? So he wants to bet I ended, on Benny Snell." We ended Snow. up not doing it, and guess what? He's useless. So, good call. No, I, I'd just be nervous that he gets hurt. But from everything what about that Anthony I've seen, McFarland getting um, some work, especially last game? I'm still not scared. Yeah. I, I like Connor. Yeah, doesn't worry me. I like okay, that's fine. I think he he really panned out. Yeah, I do too. All I right, a couple more guys here on the running backs. Um, all right, let's go. Phrase Ravens backfield. One word. Oh, phrase. Okay. Not startable. Uh, yeah, un- unstartable. Fire. Yeah. And I mean. Dude, like we said, Lamar hasn't been doing what he's did last year by any means. But yeah, you can't start any of those guys right now. All right, that one's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, hell, I was thinking about dropping Dobbins. I know he's talented, but yeah, I traded Ingram right away. I gave up on yeah. him, and you traded him right to Colby. All right, um, let's go, Colby's guy, Clyde Edwards. There, patience. I like that. 
I like that a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, optimistic. Optimistic. He he would be yes. a buy low candidate if there were one. Unless Le'Veon goes sure. there, patience. I think you just gotta wait. It's gonna. Happen. He's, he's getting work for it's sure. It's one of those things. It's people. You know, they jump the gun. Be, it's his first year there. It's gonna take him a few years to get acclimated. It's the same thing we're waiting on Todd Gurley for. That he's had one touchdown. Exactly. He's had one touchdown in five games. I wouldn't be surprised. If With how many like little handoffs they do where they throw it forward, like, I, I think it's going to happen. Oh, dude, yeah. He's he's if if you drafted yeah. Clyde, just especially wait. for where you like, drafted him, you can't get. But back it's one of those things. It takes yeah, a game or yeah, exactly. you know, so five just, or six when you're on a brand new team. Todd, we saw it with Todd earlier for a few weeks. I, I his knee could still get blown out, but we've seen him get acclimated. Now he's they're trusting him with the handoffs. He's getting the yards. Luckily, the coach is gone because he's an idiot, too. I think they run the ball more. And I, I think Kansas City, I think Clyde is very successful. All right. I agree. Uh, let's switch it over to wide receivers. going to stick with this trend because I actually think it's kind of good. Uh, let's just go Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster. Colby, I'll let you go first on that one. No, Why? Okay, Andy. I'll defer, I'll defer to, to myself. I'll defer to myself. <laughs> I'm yeah, deferring to one word, Gary. Make this all one word. Third best receiver on team. Oh. I th- I think this is a guy you could buy low on. I think he is. Well, I got to think of one word. Hold on. Uh, I would say appetizing. If you can buy low on him, it would be a good idea to do that. I think I don't think you're going to see the same type of output from Claypool. Deontay Johnson's been oh, in and out of the lineup, banged up. So and, talented. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. It, he is. He's awesome. Um, but if he's not going to be out there, I mean, Juju's done it before. I'm big on guys where I've I've seen them do it. So um, I think he would be an appetizing yeah. trade. I mean, they're going to use Claypool, especially after last week. Last week, ridiculous. I mean, three in the air, one on the ground. You can't expect the one on the ground every week. But he's a big, big target, looks quick. I mean, arguably, he could have had four touchdowns in the air if they didn't call one back. But uh, Mapletron. Uh, yeah, uh-uh. I have. I have. Yeah. Have you heard that? He's Mapletron. They call him, yeah, they call him Mapletron, <laughs> so dude. I'm like, could you not think of – any more of a fucking I don't know if Colby would use it. I'm gonna use hopeful. I think I've liked what I've seen from him all year. Um maybe not last week, but I played him, so that's fine. Um Yeah, I, I, I think that there's you know hope for returning to what he did two years ago. Especially I think the other guys being around him playing well is actually gonna help him. I, I think that they yeah. just keep taking advantage of the huge mismatch that whoever their wide receiver is creates that week. So, you know, Philly putting people on him or Houston putting people on I think that eventually is just going to open up for everybody. So, I like him. I like Juju. I think Juju is a good buy low as well. Okay. I've never been a big Juju fan, but if he's on, he's on the field all the time. So, yeah. you, can't, mm-hmm. you can't beat that. Um, yeah. Here's another one. Yeah. Devontae Parker. Frisky. Um, I, I was actually someone who drafted Devontae Parker and, and moved him in a deal pretty early on in the season. I don't necessarily regret it because I like the way that things worked out for me. Um, but, man, he's he's pretty good. He's the best wide receiver on that team. Fitzpatrick has proven that he can 
uh, support a, a viable wide receiver like that. So, um, you know, it's he's good. He's crazy. I think of a word. My word, word uneasy. Um, I'm I'm not as big on him. I I'd like in that situation. I like a guy who's catching. I, I I wish he would catch a few more balls per game. He had the one game where he caught ten against Seattle, but like I said, that defense is terrible. I think he has a very very good week this week. And then a bye week in, in either of those weeks after he blows up against the Jets, I think you could trade him for someone better. So I, I highly recommend doing these currently wide receiver 20. I think he has a big game against the Jets in this week, or maybe you wait till next week when someone's even more desperate um, after the uh, during his bye week or after his bye week, right? The game leading up to when he plays the Rams. That's when I would I try to offload him for someone more elite. Yeah, but I'm going to say close. Because what you've seen in these past games is he's close to doing what he did last year. And he's starting to get more targets. I am worried about they, – they throw a bunch of guys. A bunch of wide receivers come out on the field every now and then. Got some dude named Ford. And they, Preston Williams <laughs> still a factor. Gasecki, I don't know. They have two other white tight ends who hog the red zone. Anyways, um, but he's close. He's close to what – like putting up some really good numbers. So I think he could easily be a top 15 by the end of the year. All right. Um Especially, sorry, uh, y'all want to run through a couple more of these and cut it about an hour and a half, a little over. We can cut yep. this part what, if we need how, to. What time are we at right now? Uh, yeah, for this one, we're coming up on probably 50 like minutes, and we yeah, let's just switch like it. I mean, we did three doing minutes it. in, so the the first one was like, like 50 really? minutes. Really, I thought we talked actual, like 20 minutes before we even um, started. Yeah, no, we did. It, it was uh, like in total, it was like sixty-five minutes, and we started at the fifteen-minute mark. Okay. So it, yeah, it was let's, let's get like on one or two more, and this like one we're coming up. up on. Do you want to stay with the well? names, or you want me to switch it up? Do like I? Right. No, I like what you're I mean, doing. I, I'm actually, yeah, actually kind of a I mean, pos- position. I mean, I had, I had one more. Change it up if you don't want to. One more, one more at wide receiver, and then we can switch. Yeah, it over do that, and then name something that's not a position. Okay. Go ahead. Mike Evans. Damn, I already used uneasy. That's not good. Fearful. I was going to say scared. That's good. And, and my reasoning is, I, I last year looking, you know, 1,000-yard receiver every year he's been in the league. Nothing to worry about, right? Godwin comes back eventually, maybe. And... I just I'm not big as big on Tampa Bay as I was last year this year, so I don't like relying on those touchdowns that he has been absolutely bailed out by, and maybe he continues to get those because that's what Tom Brady does is makes people who you know don't have great receiving yards. Look, I don't know. I, I just don't love it. I don't love it. It's not someone I'd be comfortable putting in my lineup each week. No, yeah. I don't think the floor is there if he doesn't have the yeah. touchdown. The, it could is... be zero. It could be 20, kind of like Scotty Miller. Yeah, a word that I would never use to describe Mike Evans is inconsistent, and that's the yeah. word that I would actually use um, for, no, for yeah. him in this case, just because I feel like week to week, I don't know what I'm going to get. He's been banged up. Uh, we're we're going to see Chris uh, Godwin come back here pretty shortly. I don't feel comfortable rolling him out there uh, week in and week out in my wide receiver two spot. Yeah, and uh, I had a word. I mean, oh, D- he I'd scored D- every week. He every scored every week, but in a, in a way. That's what I'm I saying. Just don't know I don't know that, either. 
like that that's been consistent i think inconsistency yep. is coming and it's gonna uh, my word is gonna be decline and it yes. sucks to see it but it's happening with mike evans i mean for the first five years in his career he eclipsed a thousand yards i mean it's just a matter of time it happens to everybody it sucks to see but i know he's he's a he's a wide receiver one right now but do not expect that by the end of the year all right um I mean, that's, I mean, there's plenty of guys we could go through, plenty of other position groups. Uh, Colby, you had some interesting ideas on roster construction. You want to go over some of this real quick? I mean, as far as trading for guys that might be injured right now, like maybe your Eckler. and Yeah, I, I wanted to get y'all's opinion on if you do have an Eckler or if you're in a position where you are sitting at 4-1, at 5-0, and one, five and oh, you, you've started and given yourself a pretty nice cushion. What's your thought on acquiring or selling for the the correct price on a guy like Austin Eckler or Nick Chubb, who's going to be out for probably the next six weeks, but who can come back and help a playoff run? I I think at four one or five and zero, oh, that's you're plenty safe to be starting to look around. If you have a spare guy in your bench, um, and you can potentially go trade for one of those guys, and you know. Still have your full roster. I think that's fine if you're three and two. Um, I do warn, as someone who has lost consecutive games in a row, many of them, and then not made the playoffs one time. Um, you know, you lose seven in a row, and it's kind of a, a heartbreaker. But uh, don't don't do it to an extent of you're getting like super super injured guys. Um. There haven't been very many that are out, you know, eight weeks. So, but yeah, if you're sitting at four and one, five and zero, oh, I don't, I have seen no problem with getting your roster ready for playoffs. So I think Andy has a good point. If if I'm sitting there four and one, three and two, maybe, and my wide, let's say my my running back two is someone like, let me pull up a, a guy. Let's let's have a discussion. Let's say my eh. Miles Gaskin. Yeah, Miles. Okay. I love, great, great story, Miles Gaskin. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade Gaskin right now for Eckler or Nick Chubb. And I'm three and two. Just be in one well, of depends. the leagues, our league of record. It, it, I'm three and two. I like, I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. If your wide receivers are stacked and you have a Kittle and Kelsey, then shoot by all means, trade your running back two for Eckler and maybe roll the dice there, but. But sure, sure. I I got lucky. I kind of got Eckler for some shit. But uh, and so I'm I'm starting. For instance, I'm starting Mostert and Sanders, and then I have Eckler coming back. So, like that that's in that situation, that's totally do that. But let's say you're the guy that has Eckler. You're the guy that has Chubb, and you're struggling right now. I mean, your, your season's not over, but you you kind of got to do something, and. Like some guy in our league who had Christian McCaffrey, Wes, he actually did that too, where he traded and and got Aaron Jones. Which I mean, it's CMC, it's Aaron Jones, what it's whatever, but it helped the guy out who was who was losing. Um, anyways, you look at that guy who's like elite in your league, and at the time, Colby was elite in the league, and yeah, and he said, "Hey, three and zero, baby. Let me get you the number one fantasy player by far, Christian McCaffrey, and I'll just take Aaron Jones." And I mean Gallup, but that doesn't really matter. And like, see, that's smart. So if if I if I was struggling right now and, and I had Eckler, I'd look at one of the best teams in the league and I'd say, look, I, I need a running back too. I need a wide receiver too. Let's let's make a deal. Then that's you got to do it. 
because you're not going to win any games waiting on Eckler to win, win you maybe two games at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, you got to make moves up yeah. to a point. So I wouldn't be selling Julio for just It's tough for when Jefferson. you're sitting in that middle area. Which, which side are you looking at? <laughs> Giving away Julio for trash. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, Julio's, Julio's a lot of fun. You know, one guy we didn't really mention, but we talked about it before. I know we're, we're running out of time here. But, Andy, you were kind I have, of – I have a perfect example for what you're trying to – like, I mean, if you lost Christian McCaffrey, and I guess he didn't send Christian McCaffrey in this trade, but we had a guy go out and get Carson and Carlos Hyde for Julian Edelman and Mike Evans. Like, are you giving up that much if you, you had – like, would you not – would you rather have just given McCaffrey for Carson in that situation if oh, you're super sure. desperate? For sure. I mean, well, I it, guess that's it, not it's, who it's, he had. Uh, Saquon. It, so he's out for the season. That's a bad example. But, I, I mean, mean, that's given up a ton for Chris Carson. He ended up panning out more than I thought he would it's on that, hard. by the way. It's hard. To, yeah, for sure. In my opinion, your top five running backs like in the league are off limits. You know, like – if someone's unless I'm getting one back, you know, like Colby did, but yeah. if if someone's trading for Alvin Kamara or they're trading for Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Aaron Jones, and I'll put uh, McCaffrey on there, you can get rid of Chris Carson. I, I like, like getting your overreactions. You're not getting you. you're not getting them from me. And as someone in first place, I like getting the overreactions like Colby did. He got Christian McCaffrey, and you're really only going to have no running back for two weeks there, not the four weeks that it sounded like because there's a bye week, right, for the guy he traded, or I personally went and traded Josh Jacobs for Derrick Henry in the week that everyone thought Derrick Henry was not going to play and have to forfeit a game and have two buys, right? So right. it's you're, you're looking for windows to to go do that. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Like the whole COVID thing, we haven't even talked about that shit, but it's still it's still there. I mean, the Titans don't care about it, but <laughs> it works for them. But yeah, I mean, you're going to run into these random random weeks. Like, I'm sure someone was relying on Cam, and then all of a sudden Cam's out. You know, and that's for Cam, it was two weeks in a row because it was him. You know, for some guys, it's just one week because mm -hmm. it's their team. But crazy year. The injuries, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, across the board, one team that comes straight to mind is the 49ers, but you know, it's whatever. They lost their whole defense. But yeah, everyone's getting hurt. You got to be prepared to make moves. You can't be sitting there and value overvalue your guys. You got to take them for what it is. But that kind of wraps up what I was thinking for today. Do y'all have anything else? I mean, by all means. No, yeah, I think we covered oh, a yeah, lot. That was a and lot. We gave some we good outlook. So much information. Yeah. Uh, everyone take one guess on where Le'Veon goes, and we'll see what happens. Arizona. <laughs> Dolphins? Dolphins. He's going to be a competing team. Arizona. Yep. Dolphins. <laughs> I'm going to say Bears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just shooting in the dark here. I'm just trying to give it, you know, a all right. I yeah, think we, have we all hey, but quick question. We had, a, we had a question. With, yeah. Just I just want to cap off the show with, and it's not even fantasy football related, just, just Sunday related. Wings. Okay. <laughs> yes. Flats or drumsticks? Flats. Hundred percent. Get some weird Flats. meat on yes, the sir. drumsticks. Like See, I like the drumsticks. You get a handle, man. 
You have a nice handle, and you can like dip it easy in ranch. I know you're not a ranch guy, but yeah, fuck ranch. Um, there's already sauce on it. You didn't know there's sauce, okay? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, with the flats argument, I'd say that people who know how to eat a wing—that is a flat. You know, you you pinch and then you can take the whole thing out at once. I think that is a game changer for people who have to actually try and eat it. Whereas a lot of people see convenience in the drumstick. I'm just answering a question from a fan here. So, um, Hey, I I see it both ways. I'm 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 never ordering and paying the upcharge to get all drums or all flats. You know, you see that on DoorDash when you order. Never doing that. Oh, yeah, just give me. Like, I, I'd rather just take the random t- chance. That I'm never. Yeah, I'm not they're set all, in my way. I love them equally. You know. All right. But, so if y'all had to choose a wing place, where y'all going? For me, it's Wingstop. You just order. We're ordering just a random wing, dude. But honestly, anywhere. Wing Daddies. There's one in Dallas, dude. Bro, I've been ordering off Door. So DoorDash has this not a sponsor thing where it's like pretty much like they get it back door from Chili's. It's like a, it's like some type of business deal they have set up. Yeah. And uh, Chili's makes these wings and then gives them, and it's purely just DoorDash wing delivery. That's I don't even know what's called. Pretty good, great value, cheaper wings. But uh, Hooters, Hooters original style breaded wings. Yeah, that's good. Best wing there is. So, um, yeah, that or I'm definitely gonna try to take a trip to Buffalo sometime next year when COVID's over, and I'm gonna go to a game. Hopefully, maybe get a Sabres crossover game if they make the playoffs at some point ever um or maybe toward the end of the year who knows uh we'll have to see how the schedules line up and try to you know hit both games in a weekend and get some wings or maryland or maryland's got good wings okay come on we're going to the birthplace gary (laughs) maryland bullshit out here all right well that's it for us um i mean last chance anything david montgomery all right (laughs) thanks for tuning in yeah Thank you, guys. Nope, nope, nope. We'll see you all next week. All right. See you, boys.